Hey, Rest Friends. This week on the Rest Friends podcast, not only are we on the road to NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam, but we have updates on AEW's All Out. And you'll never guess what Chris Jericho did. We talk about all of this and more with our guest wrestling journalist and our friend, Robert Tefilis from Fightful and WrestleZone. Let's talk about wrestling. You're listening to the Rest Friends podcast, hosted by Oridian Fierro and Teddy Chavez. Hey, Rest Friends. My name is Edie. And my name is Teddy. And you are listening to the Rest Friends podcast. And today, guys, we have a very special guest joining us. Our friend and wrestling journalist, Robert Tefilis from Fightful and WrestleZone. Applause, everybody. Applause. Robert, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for that intro. Uh, the people at WrestleZone are going to be a little mad that you said Fightful first, but I'm not mad at it. Um, I'll send a special copy to Kev. I am a wrestling journalist. That always feels funny to me because, like, the reality is I get paid to do what I've been doing since I was two years old, and that's watch wrestling. So, like, yes, I guess I am a journalist by default, but I just get paid to be a wrestling fan, and it's amazing. I do work for WrestleZone and Fightful. You guys know uh, Sean Ross Sapp, great scoops over at Fightful Select. Works very hard. That's the most fun part about this is seeing how hard the people behind the scenes actually work. Like, you think we're all, like, these hack journalists? No, like, some people really do work hard on getting scoops. And I just happen to be associated with them. And I think that's really awesome. In your humble opinion. That's- In my humble opinion. <laughs> it, it's crazy, <laughs> that, that term, wrestling journalist, because you are, you know, a, a huge wrestling fan. You have knowledge of, of wrestling that I could never imagine to hold all in my brain. I always tell right. Teddy this, that like, I'll be like, Teddy, Robert knows like the theme song of the 1990 something SummerSlam. And I'm just like, who knows that stuff? <laughs> How does yeah. that get saved? How does it all fit in your brain? How does it stay there? Like that's, yeah, I can't either. Because there's literally about 5% of anything else. So it, it takes up most <laughs> of the room, but it's okay because... At the end of the day, it's actually gotten me to uh, make a living. And the fun thing is, you grow up your whole life and they tell you, oh, that wrestling's never going to get you anywhere. Stop with that wrestling shit already. And now I, I get paid. And the funny thing is, people aren't so mad about it anymore now that it's making you money. That's so true. I'm That's just so cool. Oh, man. I, I think that you getting paid to write about wrestling is just incredible. Like, that, that blows my mind. But I love it. And you are a great writer. You have some really great articles up on Fightful. And you have the gossip. You have the tea. So I am hoping that it will be spilt today on Rest Friends. Yeah, same. I'm ready. I am legally allowed to spill if there's something I can't, you know? Stuff happens. You know, if if it's something you can't, you just gotta, that's where you come in, pitch in Fightful and WrestleZone. Just be like, hey, well, that's that's business for you guys. So I want to start off talking about Chris Jericho. And oh I don't gosh. know if you guys saw these pictures that were all over social media. But Chris Jericho and his band Fozzy is like on tour, like officially, unofficially during COVID. And they were performing at a motorcycle rally. And the pictures of how many people were at this event with no masks is insane. I don't understand what the need is to have a Fozzy or a motorcycle rally this weekend? Robert, feelings, what's happening? So, fun fact, uh, Sturgis, the motorcycle rally, back in the 90s, did host WCW from 1996 to 1999, Hogwild through Roadwild. So it all just goes right back to wrestling. It's just a very weird thing. Uh, Jericho was supposed to do the Save the World Tour. This was like for April and May. Right around the time he dropped the belt to Moxley, it was like, oh, he's going to go on tour. That got moved to July and August because we all thought COVID would be a non-issue by then. And everything else got moved to later in the fall, but these shows got moved to July and August and stayed there because North Dakota and South Dakota, their case numbers aren't as bad. Now, you saw the pictures. There's no masks. There's no social distancing. The venue did require masks to get inside, but I guess it's one of those things that after they got inside, they just chucked it. I saw a lot of the tweets saying, I can't believe I won't see my friends because people need to go to a Fozzie concert. The, the thing is, 
the, the next night they went to a Smash Mouth concert. So you gotta what's what better, worse? I don't know. But yeah, it's scary. There's people calling for Jericho to quarantine. Say screw the match with Orange Cassidy. I am concerned, but I think at the end of the day. AEW has handled testing better than other promotions. So I know they're not like just going to do whatever they want with this Jericho thing. That's true. Restaurant, what do you think? I mean, uh, first of all, are we, are we really surprised that the man that tweeted all lives matter is hosting this concert? And no, he um, went from all lives matter to no lives matter. Okay. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm not surprised at all, but at the same time, my concern isn't Jericho. It's the other morons in the crowd. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Jericho's fine. He's going to be, Jericho has money. He's going to be taken care of by, you know, AEW. Like, he's going to be fine. But everyone else that was there, like, are you guys stupid? I don't know. That shit For, my they're, mind. they're breathing in exhaust fumes. I don't think they're worried about COVID. They're, they're worried about <laughs> a lot of other things. You know, you know it, but like the, the thing is, and I live in Florida, and the case numbers are... Dog shit. Like, this is a scary thing. My family all works in the medical field. And every day I'm like, you guys are going to catch something. You're going to bring it around me. It's very concerning. But there's also people who just don't give a shit anymore. They're so desperate to get life back to normal that it's like, if I don't think about it, it won't affect me. And that's the attitude a lot of people are taking. And it bothers me so much. You know what Chris talked about? you know, him still continuing to do tours. And he said that the venues are either outside or they're like at half capacity and people are given masks on the way in. But I don't see the need for a Fozzie concert. Like I would, Chris Jericho is not poor. Chris Jericho's getting that paycheck. So right, what is exactly. the need? I don't understand. <laughs> I, are I are you that hard? Of, like, are you that much of a diehard fan that you're like, I need to go to this Fozzie concert? See, I don't know if the people who went to the concert were going for the concert or if it's like, you're here for Sturgis. He just happened to be there. Here's Fozzie and Smash Mouth because we said we'd have concerts. Like, I I just think that this crowd is a crowd that's going to do their thing no matter what. They love the motorcycle life. They love their bike rally. They're going to do it. And Jericho, it's kind of like, hey, we'll be the guinea pigs and we'll do this, like, we'll, we'll... continue rocking because like we have no fear and we're gonna live that rock star lifestyle and like it's it's just scary it is just a scary thing and you mentioned that people want him to quarantine so i don't know was here um fozzy fans because all i know is judas i only know judas (laughs) oh then i guess that makes me the odd man i I do love fozzy i was going to go they uh they were going to play Tampa. I was going to do that back when the world was normal. Yeah. You know, yeah. that quickly went down the drain. But I do love Fozzie. I think Jericho, for a guy who wanted to be a rock star and a wrestler, he's done it all. You can't knock the guy's resume. It's just, I think this year, a lot of people are looking at some of Chris Jericho's life choices, and they're just like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, do we think he's going to quarantine? Do we think Tony Khan's going to be like, hey, you were out of state. You were around a lot of people. You know, we're just going to have you come back and you're going to be fine and you're going to go against Orange Cassidy. Um, Ah, man. Or is Tony Khan going to be like, nah, that's bad for business. That's not necessary. Like Jericho, he said that they were isolated the whole day on the bus. They're not interacting with anybody. They're constantly being tested. Now, because the people, the people at the venue are, are being checked for the temperature. We don't know how far... The Fozzie checks go, and we know AEW does do testing, and that they have tested a lot of people. And if Jericho can't do it, they will postpone the match, but they will probably decide that day of. Uh, I feel like Chris Jericho and AEW is probably one of those people that he takes matters into his own hands. So I feel like Tony Khan wouldn't tell him, hey, quarantine. And if he did, Jericho would be like, you think, I'm fine, dude. You think Tony Khan you is know? scared of Chris Jericho? I mean, <laughs> he's going to be like, call it respect. He's going to be like, I can't tell that man what to do. He's grown, grown. Right, right. I don't know. That fucking sucks, though. He's setting a very bad example. I mean, also, I don't know. shame on you, Smash Mouth. <laughs> Listen, I. I I did tweet this out. I will say it again here. I'm sure this joke has been done to death. But if you're going to go 
to a Smash Mouth concert in the middle of a pandemic. You might as well be walking on the sun. And I have no problem just throwing that shameless pun out there because <laughs> God, Smash Mouth. I think at this day and age, a lot of the, you know, millennials, Gen Z, they're just like, oh, the dude's from Shrek? Yep. Yeah, they're playing Sturgis. <laughs> it's, it's very weird. It's just a weird mix of cultures. Do we know how many people were in this concert? Like enough to me be for me to be shook on these pictures. And then there was people commenting, like, oh my God, but in the crowd you can see people wearing masks. And I was like zooming in. I'm like, where? Where are the people wearing masks? Are we looking at the same picture? Clearly we're not. I think they just haven't had the bandanas on anyway. So it just sort of maybe they were like, out. that works too. I don't know. You know what doesn't work? Rest friend. The AEW <laughs> women's tournament that's happening right now. How do you feel? <laughs> let's 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 transition into that, okay? What a beautiful segue. I mean, Iridian just nails it. Beautiful segue. I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you, Robert. Rest friend, um, tell us how you feel. I like this tournament. I like this women's tournament. There's a couple of things that I'm just like, um, okay, they are going after a cup. You know, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, whoever wins, they're going to win this which tournament is cup, lame, which is really lame. I really hope they have this like surprise for us and they're going to have tag team championship belts for the women. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. But my first reaction was definitely I was excited. But then when they announced that it was going to be a YouTube thing, I was like, wait, what? I'm not saying YouTube is a bad thing. I watch YouTube all every day. You know what I mean? I'm always on YouTube. But why do why can't the women have their matches on TV as well? You know what I mean? Can we have a couple matches on TV? Um, that's just how I felt at first when they announced that it was going to be on YouTube. I felt dis- I think it's, I felt disrespected. It's one of those things <laughs> where, like, if you're going to do a women's tournament, it should be on TV. But they said we could put this on YouTube. This can be like our lead-in for Raw. You know, we get that wrestling crowd. And we can also, we have direct information on how many people are watching women's wrestling. Like, that's what I like about this. That's the positive. Is like, you can see these numbers match the dark numbers in one day. For a whole week, the dark gets, right. they match it in one day. So it's it's a good move. But Dynamite definitely needs more women's wrestling. And this would have been an easy fix for that. Yeah, Dynamite is doing us dirty. I can't believe that okay, we get to see Britt Baker for three minutes and Big Swole, and then they call it a day. Like, all right, guys, that's enough. All right, ladies, you know, Nyla, you can cut a promo in the back with Vicky and that'll be enough. Everything will be A-okay. And I'm just like, no, like, we want more. I understand yeah. that, like, all right, Britt's injured. So, okay, bring out Reba. It was funny. But I'm like, this isn't what I thought AEW was going to be. Like, you guys promised just us. Could've, it could have been a longer match. Um, even if it was more of a joke because, you know, Reba was doing like all this funny shit, Mm -hmm. but, um, it it just could have been longer. And I think we would have been a little more satisfied, but no, they decided to give us a, what, three minute and 51 second match, um, out of all the other men's matches that are super long. And some of them go too long for nothing. Like, you know, um, Dynamite is a great show, although AEW stars are great, except for MJF and Jake Hager, but um jesus like can we have less of that and more women yeah and there's one more women yeah i like the youtube i think it's it's cool but i do wish that at least one match would be like on aew i feel like you can afford that right but i do see it as smart like okay they're building up their youtube content because wwe has so much they have three shows that they can put content on and that's like extra stuff that they can have um, but I, I'm just disappointed. I'm sad. <laughs> would, would you guys have felt a little better if they had just thrown five minutes to go, Hey, remember we're doing this tournament on Monday. They didn't like, even mention it on commentary. They didn't even they didn't say I, anything. I feel like, okay. With dynamite, they're making us feel the way that we used to feel with raw, with WWE before give, um, what was it? Give, give Divas a chance. Give Divas a chance. Yeah. Give Divas a chance. Yeah. Um, remember how frustrated we were? That we were not getting many women's matches on WWE either. 
and then that change. And now look at WWE. Sometimes Raw has like three women's matches. Sometimes they'll have five. And, and I'm like, what? They have so many matches and they give them all this spotlight. And my problem with AEW is that in the beginning, they had said that women were going to be treated equal to the men. And I don't see that at all. Yeah. At all. So... Do you, do you think AEW bit themselves in the ass by pushing how progressive they were going to be? And I think they built like a mountain that they couldn't live up to. Yes, because I understand that they're, I understand they're new. They're, they're babies, right? They're not even a year old yet. AEW isn't even, uh, I mean, Dynamite isn't even a year old yet. But uh, I don't know. They could have kept them to themselves until they gave us. They could have kept their false promises in their heads. Yeah, because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've said it so many times. I'm a huge AEW mark. I love AEW, but they're really disappointing me with the women matches right now. Yeah. Well, before we started the podcast, Robert did mention AEW Heels, and they announced their yearly subscription for online meet and greets, for Zoom meetings, for like special promos and stuff, for the community of women that are fans of wrestling, specifically AEW. It was going to cost $50. Um, that is an incredible price point. I, it's like $4 a month. Right. And from the ones that we've, uh, that Teddy and I have gone to or have attended, you know, Brandy comes on and it's all the other women who are on AEW and you get to ask them questions. They give, they have like surveys of like, uh, that pop up on the screen where we can pick like what we want to see. And I think like the last time we said that women should have ladder matches in AEW and Brandy was like, Whoa, you know, yeah. I didn't think about that. That's crazy. Um, we got like free, we got a free therapy session one time. Um, we got makeup tutorials. We got, you know, special discount codes. I'm just like, this is worth it for $4 a month. If they have, you know, one, even if they have just one meeting a month. Um, but Twitter did not feel the same way. Twitter was having, Oh, a field day with this. It was, yeah. oh my God. Robert, you you were not allowed to join AEW Heels. On Twitter, How, <laughs> as a man, how are you experiencing this? Through your eyes, <laughs> tell me what's happening. So, well, first of all, I want to acknowledge you guys got a free therapy session. I think I would have loved <laughs> to attend AEW Heels. Like, I, a free therapy session, wow. But yeah, Twitter did not like this. And they made way too many jokes at the expense of Brandy about how, oh, you know, do we have to pay $50 just to see a woman's match on Dynamite? Or do we, you know, it's just a lot of just like, well, you know, this sucks. And I think that stems from, if you look at the culture right now, you know, network is $9.99, Netflix is maybe a little more. We don't like spending a lot of money unless we're really dedicated to what we're getting if they would let you pay four dollars a month do you think people would be as mad or do you think it's the fifty dollar yes. upfront price i think a lot of other people would a little would have been a little bit more satisfied if it was if they let us pay four dollars a month just because mm-hmm. we are in the middle of a pandemic not everyone has fifty dollars to spare and just give you know this one time fifty dollar payment even though like we said it's a great deal to me i mean i'll give them those fifty dollars um but not everyone can do that you know um, but that wasn't pe- people's only issue. It wasn't really about the money. A lot of people just don't like AEW. A lot of people just don't like Brandy. Um, they really bullied her out of Twitter. So mm. that says a lot. I don't. I feel like the money was just an excuse for a lot of these shit talkers on Twitter. So I tweeted this, and I'll talk about this with you guys. My friend, who's a huge AEW fan, she doesn't really watch any WWE anymore. She just loves AEW because all of her favorites are there. And she sent me a thread at 8 in the morning on the day that Brandy was bullied off Twitter that said, we're going to bully the rest of the elite off of Twitter. We already got Matt Mm -hmm. and Nick out. We're going to get everybody out except for Hangman. They're not mad at Hangman. Why? Mm -hmm. Because Hangman isn't an EVP and didn't out himself as management. So Mm -hmm. there is definitely a concerted effort to bully the elite off of Twitter. I think it's bullshit. I think it's wrong. I think it's the most hypocritical fucking thing you can do because... You know, we had that horrendous, awful tragedy with Hannah Kimura earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even three months ago. And, like, everybody was, like, you know, stand against bullying. But already that tragedy has become either, A, a shield for people who are doing bad things. They just want to go, well, remember Hannah Kimura? But it's also become a shield for people who want to continue bullying. And they just want to yes. say, well, we're not doing 
what happened to Hannah. Hannah had this, 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 and this. We're just giving you constructive criticism. Grow a pair and take it. And it's like, I saw people tweeting, well, here's what you do, chief brand officer. You tweet, thank you for your suggestions. We'll take them into consideration. So you want the zero feeling, zero discourse, corporate speak that Stephanie gives you that you claim you hate. But when somebody's trying to actually have a conversation with you because you decide, well, I don't like this answer you give me. You're just saying, where's the corporate speak so we can all move on? I just want to bully you to say, I cause change because you want to give divas a chance. Give divas a chance was the luckiest thing WWE ever fell into. I don't, it was February of 2015. Our truth was trying to get into that IC title match. He said, Hashtag give our truth a chance. And they went and put uh, the Bella Twins, Paige, and somebody else out there for 30 seconds. And it was like, oh, no, we've had enough of this. We got these girls killing it on NXT. I want this on Monday nights. So everybody thinks, oh, well, we know what the fans want. But giving fans too much power is also dangerous because you're yes, seeing it happen. Yeah, you know? and it's it's sad, but, like, wrestling fans are the worst. Like, honestly... Yeah. We are the worst type of fan, I think. It's just like right up there with like any other sports fan, like hardcore sports fan. I just, it's so sad that she got bullied off of Twitter. I'm like, uh, people were like tweeting at her like, oh, are you going to pay $50 an hour to learn how to do social media or something? And I'm just like, a lot of people didn't even know. I think uh, people don't know that AEW Heels existed before they charged you $50 for it. There was two, two or three sessions. And I guess because we experienced it, we got it. Um, and there was, it wasn't like super online of like everything that was going to be included, like these meet and grades. And like, there was even talk about like when wrestling shows could start up again, that there would be like a a special section for all the women to sit in. If you didn't feel comfortable sitting next to a smelly guy who didn't put deodorant on, which we've talked about this on WrestleZone. Um, so listen, if I'm paying $50 to be put in a special section where I get to sit next to my best friend and a couple of other girls who like wrestling, I'm here for it. That is amazing. See, again, you guys are teaching me something because I didn't know that that was even a thing. That's an amazing initiative to put forward. But then you had the other side of this. And I saw an article written. I don't remember the person's name, but I do know it was on Daily DDT where they talked about, they wrote about non-binary people feeling left out or just like, you know, maybe women that aren't what used to be the traditional feminine. And I do feel bad because... I feel like the approach to this was let's address a market that has been untouched for so long because, you know, there are women's wrestling fans who maybe aren't there for just specifically the women's matches. And don't get me wrong, there are a lot who are, and there are great resources for that, like Squared Circle Sirens and Bell the Bells. But there's also, you know, like my friend who loves AEW, but part of the reason is not just because she likes, you know, the fact that, they have good matches, but she just thinks Orange Cassidy is cute. And, like, that is a market as well. You know, she likes to watch the Best Friends matches, and that's what she's there for. So I feel like when you're trying to attack a certain market, you're always going to ruffle some feathers, hurt some feelings, and there's no way to just get everybody in in one shot. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I'm just, oh, man. It's, it's sad because, like, a lot of people that I follow on Twitter were, like, hating this. Like, they hated AEW Heels. And I'm just like, excuse me, what? Yeah, I think it's it's just one of those things where, again, these these people just... Some people just want to be negative. Like, let's, let's address that elephant in the room. There are people who exist to just be negative and just constantly be mad. As soon as you give them what they think they want, they're on to the next thing. Yeah, because we've seen this with WWE. Well, you know, we want um, we want women's matches, so they give you women's matches. Well, we for tired Charlotte Flair, give us Becky. They gave you Becky for over a year, and by the end of it, you were like, oh, "I'm so sick of Becky." You know, it's like you gotta you gotta work with them somewhat. It can't always be gimme gimme gimme. You gotta yeah. let them build and tell stories and. You know, let's see where this can go. But you know what? You can't please everyone. And yep. I, I want AEW to know that I'm going to pay for your subscription. <laughs> like, don't worry. Like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna know once they get your fifty dollars in their 
in their bank account or whatever, like, oh, however the fuck that works. Restaurant Edie paid? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they're definitely getting my $50 too. Um, I just, I feel like AEW Heels is a little separate from Dynamite anyway. You know, this yeah. is about the women. Um, yeah, I was just feeling a little cold towards it on Friday. I'm like, eh, I'm just not feeling it. Let me, let me not join today. But um, eventually, um, I should be in the next meeting, hopefully. But I, I also think it's going to get better once, you know, this whole pandemic thing is over. Like once we start attending shows again and they're able to give us more content and stuff, it's going to get better. People are going to want to pay those $50. People that are against it are going to want to pay those $50 to be a part of AEW Heels. Yeah, I feel like people, yeah. people don't know that they're missing out. Yeah. Now, are you guys yeah. against the whole women's division? Like, I saw people online, like, and they need to start with the belt because the belt just looks like shit. Okay. And I hate everything about the women's division. Like, there are just those people out there. Now, do you guys fall into that category where you're just like, yeah, no. just reboot the whole thing? I've never liked, I mean, I I've don't ne- like I've the, never belt. Liked the belt. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the belt either, but I'm also not going to be like, oh, focus on the belt more than focus on giving us more matches. You know what I mean? I'd rather them give us more matches, even if they keep that tiny little ugly thing. It's like, so you know bad. I, mean? I feel like it's uglier than the TNT title. Like, my my poor women's uh, belt. No. What, okay, really? listen. No. When Riho was holding this belt, it was too small. And Riho is tiny. So, like, imagine... Like, if Britt Baker's got to hold this, like, tiny 12-inch belt, it's, like, that new AEW belt, the championship that came out with, um, what is it, Unrivaled? That yeah. belt is tiny. I feel like that's the size of the women's championship. Like, that's an actual size. So here's I think- where it's the Cody and Tony love classic wrestling yeah. boner that they have. They do. They have this boner for classic wrestling, and yeah. that's why the women's belt is tiny because it looks like a traditional like fabulous moolah women's title and it's just it's this constant like well we have to live in the past because the deadly draw it's the lethal lottery tournament from wcw in the 90s they're not ending it with the battle royal because they already used that gimmick for mjf and the dynamite uh dozen battle royal ring it's they need some of their own ideas i get that they love the past but they need to keep an eye towards the future a little bit Robert, you know what? I can't funny? believe you said they need some of their own ideas. <laughs> you know what? I think it's so funny that you bring up my future uh, boss, Cody Rhodes, because I was telling Sergio, I'm like, Cody Rhodes grew up with boomers. So even though he's, I feel like he's a little bit cooler at the same time, he still thinks a lot like all yeah. these boomer wrestlers. You know what I mean? He's, not against intergender wrestling, but he says that he doesn't like it. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm cool with people, you know, if um, wrestlers, they want to be part of intergender wrestling. He's like, but I'm just like, so that makes sense. Because he grew up with all these boomer wrestlers and he thinks just like them. So at the same time, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, are we getting... At first, I used to think that when Cody Rhodes was in... Um, when Cody was in uh, the Bullet Club, I was like, holy crap, this dude is cool as fuck. The dude that we didn't get to see in WWE, right? My man, this dude's cool as fuck. And then he's in AEW and he has all this power. I'm like, fuck, he, shit, he's such, he has such boomer thoughts. Like, oh my goodness. Well, so does Tony though. Like, that's the thing. If Tony, I think it comes down to, they, they're traditionalists. They just want to see, like, WCW Nitro went off the air in March of 01. And they're just like, can we somehow pick up right where they left off? And it's impossible to do so. But you also have, like, like there's some things I like that Cody likes. Like tag team wrestling, you know, give me FTR and classic tag team wrestling all day. There's some things I love that, you know, Tony's implemented. But there's also just, like, all right, this is a little too old school for me. You know, maybe let's not bring in Jake and Arn and Tully just to say, hey, look, we have Jake, Arn, and Tully. But what are we doing with them? Nothing, but they're here. You know, uh, Sean Spears has a black glove. <laughs> Nobody in 2020 can understand the concept of the black glove. But hey, you remember Barry Windham? You remember Ted DiBiase? It's here, the black glove. Like, you're you're pitching these ideas, and this is not your crowd. It's not your crowd. Yeah, no, I totally get that. You're so right. I thought Tony was a little bit more old school 
because of his nationality. I thought that because he was Pakistani. Um, but I never thought about that. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I, man. It's- like, I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. Outside of that absolutely disturbingly hideous TNT championship, I hope it looks better this way. I hope so, too. It's finished. I hope so, but- too. Outside of that, I like a lot of what Cody's doing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have to keep in mind that this is the 2020 audience, and you need a little yeah. bit more than just high spots wrestling to capture yes. the 2020 audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Give us a little more. You know what? Give us a little less Tully and <laughs> who did they just bring back? I don't know. Eric Bischoff is okay. I don't know, man. I'm yeah, kind of tired of the good. old men on, on AEW. I think it's a thing of like, okay, again, love that you love this. I love that you're paying tribute to your father. I don't know if right. you need to blade in every match, but we'll get to that. Like, I love what you're doing. Just remember yeah. that you need to speed it up to this generation because this generation is moving in light speed. Oh, yeah. And even what worked a year ago doesn't work right now. Exactly. Yeah. That's... Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. You, you left me speechless, Robert. I, Thank it's, you. It's the wrestling journalist <laughs> no, <yeah>. in you. <laughs> <laughs> he said what I can't say because I'm not a journalist. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to put this all together. Put my, put my put thoughts all, all together like that. It's wild. I know. I'm oh, well, thank you. you, guys. I think it's like, we all wanted the same thing. When AEW started, we were all like, we want a North American rival for WWE. And look mm-hmm. at the ratings. They're yeah. starting to rival Raw and SmackDown, guys. Not just NXT on Wednesday nights. Like, and they're doing great. But here's the problem. They told you too much too early. They told you, yes. hey, Cody's an EVP. The Bucks are EVPs. And they're going to handle the tag teams. So now every fuck up in the tag team, it's that stupid fucking Matt and Nick. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Oh, man. They told you this was the biggest mistake. Hey, Kenny and Tony are in charge of the women. Oh, man. And then it became, well, clearly, Kenny just wanted to push the Joshi. And, you know, they didn't even give us video packages. I forget. Was it uh, Emi Sakura and Rio that fought at the pay-per-view? And it's like they got this whole 30, you know, this whole analog of matches and this backstory that you didn't say once. I think, like... You need to focus on what you have, and they're going to get there. But right now, they're just like, hey, we got Chris Jericho, John Moxley. We picked up Dean Ambrose. You know what I would say? This might be a little controversial. <laughs> I love Brian Cage. Love um, Eddie Kingston. I think it's great that he got signed. You probably should have picked up Nicole Savoy. You probably should have picked up even like, yeah, even Cameron. I know Cameron just wrestled in the tag team tournament. You could probably make her a major star instead of trying to pick up Eddie Kingston. And I, again, love Eddie Kingston, but there are better names to pick up right now. You yeah. know what? I that, think with that, Eddie... Oh, go ahead, restaurant. I was just going to say that I think with Eddie, um, I see... I, I don't know much about him, but what from what I see on um, Twitter from his fans is that he's been in the business for so long that they felt like he deserved to finally... Um, uh, what do you call it? Stay in one place. Yeah. And yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, like you, you do. You got that whole like, yeah, he's been working forever, and he deserves that national contract. And I agree. But at the same time, that is about a good thirty percent of your roster right now. Love Brandon Cutler. Does a lot of great work for BTE. But Brandon Cutler is a roster spot right now. Peter Avalon. Love Peter Avalon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that for sure. He's, he's a roster spot. Like, you could, you need to start thinking, okay, let's not just give these spots to do to deserve it. But let's see what we can do to create great stories on our yes. product. And yes. I know we're not privy to their meetings, but like, you got to think about it. Dr. Luther. Listen, Jericho did a podcast with this guy. I'm sure I get it. They're great friends from Canada. Why is Dr. Luther on this roster? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what Sergio you know, said. He's the like, Nightmare Collective was a thing. And they scrapped it because, granted, they listened to their fans. The fans want Brandy as Brandy. But, again, guys like Luther, I don't know if they need to be there. All of you the members what? of Dark Order except for Brody? Uh, yeah. But apparently <laughs> they're not even signed. Because the Beaver Boys, uh, uh, what are they, Silver and Reynolds? 
They've been working there since the third Dynamite. They apparently just signed two weeks ago. No way. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. Yeah. yeah, Jericho said that in his uh, Facebook Q&A. They just signed that week. So it's one of those things where I guess they just got people coming in and they're not on long-term deals. I like Matt Cardona. You might want to invest in him and mm-hmm. make him a big star that WWE never did. But I don't know. You got to get some strong yeah. people on that roster. Yeah, you know what about um, um, what's the name Silver and Reynolds? I I have no idea about that. They are on every episode of BTE, so I thought they've been having contracts. I thought that's insane. <laughs> they to have me. YouTube contracts. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I was one of those people that at first I was like, um, before Cody became the TNT champion and before Kenny and Hangman became the tag team champs, I was like why not make yourselves champs? Like, I think it's okay. I know that you guys are the EVPs, you know, except for Hangman. I'm like, but that's fine. I want to see it. And now that my problem isn't that they're champs. My problem is that all we see on TV every week is the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. And I'm just like, of course, I don't have a problem with them. I love their wrestling. I'm a huge fan of theirs, but I want to see different people. Yeah, it know? gets a little bit monotonous that you're just watching it. You're just like, you know the Young Bucks are going to come out. You know Cody's going to come out. Like, give yeah. me other people. Give me more of SCU. Yeah. Like, give me more of Private Party. Like, give me more Matt Hardy. Like, all there's other people. You have so many people yeah. on this roster. It just so mix it up people. a little bit. I mean, we watch Dark, you know, AEW Dark. They have so, so many amazing people on there. Why can't they be on Dynamite every Wednesday as well? Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little tired of seeing Cody. Sorry, future boss. I love Ooh. you, but can you give us someone different? <laughs> I think it's, they're still using Dark as like their Sunday Night Heat, where they're building up Private Party and they're building up, you know, guys that they potentially want to sign, like uh, Brian Pillman Jr., who I do hope gets signed by AEW when his MLW contract expires. Um, but it's one of those things where, again, you only have two hours on Wednesday night and they want to get their main guys in. But I agree with you. I think there might be a little too much, you know, of the elite right now. We need to get private party infused into that tag team division. Why didn't the best friends beat Hangman and and Omega? I don't know. Hey, I'm Lo, and I'm the co-founder and host of Wrestling Wind Down, a female-founded wrestling podcast that focuses on the latest in WWE, including reviews of weekly shows and important news and rumors. Wrestling Wind Down was created in 2019 with a vision to help our listeners unwind after their week by pouring up their favorite glass of wine and catching up on everything that happened in the wrestling world for that week. In a male-dominated sport, we hope to be among the strong voices of our fellow female podcasters and provide our gals out there a positive outlook on the world of professional wrestling. We hope that you're ready to get your wind down on. Wrestling Wind Down is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCAST. Cheers! You're listening to the Rest Friends Podcast, hosted by Iridian Fierro and Teddy Chavez. Robert, did you know that Adam Cole is not actually six feet tall? Did you know that he's also apparently not dead? I watch BT all the time. I thought he was dead. I thought they killed him. And, like, apparently not. Wait, Adam Cole. Adam what? Cole, baby, is the ghost of the Bullet Club? Yeah. Yeah. Adam Cole, he, they killed him, you know? It was a, no, he's, a, I believe he's dead. He's a ghost. Him. No, no. You're lying to me. Adam Cole, baby, is not Bullet Club Adam Cole. I, I think it, they're all one and the same. I think Adam Cole, first of all, I will say there's not many people in wrestling today that I am just a complete stand. <laughs> Adam Cole, I would follow to the end of the earth. Um, Adam Cole is fantastic. He's not six feet tall, but also uh, Pat McAfee <laughs> is a punter. So, like... Oh, they, my God. That blew know, my they, mind. They leveled themselves out. <laughs> Honestly, I, um, you guys, every week, Teddy and I, we recap AEW and, and, and NXT. 
And uh, this week, last week I had NXT and me just watching this whole main event of Imperium versus Undisputed Era with Pat McAfee on commentary was just insane. Like Adam Cole was ringside and I felt like if I was ringside, I would be able to hear you talking shit about me. Like Pat McAfee was like, Adam Cole has a small body. He's got a big head. He's unprofessional. <laughs> I was like, what? You better lower your voice down, Pat McAfee. Like, Adam him. Cole, baby, is going to hear you. And sure enough, Adam Cole came out. DX came out and tried to stop the whole situation. You have, you know, Shawn Michaels and Triple H coming out to, like, separate them. And it was, it escalated so quickly. Honestly, I don't, everything happened so fast. Okay, but this is how great Adam Cole, baby, is. DX came out. For him, you know, to separate <laughs> him from a potential fight against Pat McAfee, that's great. He's got that power, man. He's got that baby they, they, power. They protect their baby. Like uh, Adam Cole is essentially the the surrogate son of Degeneration X, and it's working yeah. out wonderfully. And yeah. to see Shawn Michaels like checking out Adam Cole, that's awesome. So you Pat know, McAfee I, like punted Adam Cole, knocked him out, like knocked him out. And Adam Cole was, like, convulsing, like, on the floor when Shawn Michaels was, like, checking up on him. Like, you saw Adam twitch. I was like, oh, my God, is he okay? Somebody please check on him. Somebody that's not Shawn Michaels, please check on Adam Cole. And I like that Hunter, like, flat out was ready to kick this guy's ass and throw him out of the building. I Like, that is what we need to see more of. Because so often it's, well, the wrestler is the heel and the, the celebrity is the baby face. But I guess in this case... Pat McAfee's been ingrained in NXT long enough that he can just be the villain. Mm -hmm. And I, I love it. I'm excited yeah, for, sure. for this match for NXT TakeOver 30. What are you guys thinking about this match? I'm excited too. Um, I don't know what Pat McAfee could bring to the ring. He got a kick for us, friend. That's enough. <laughs> but um, we know Adam Cole's going to make it work regardless, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited. Yeah, um, the long history of uh, football players getting into wrestling. And I've said this with Adam Cole, like, if you can't carry the strap into TakeOver, then you're apparently going to carry the celebrity through TakeOver because this is all on Adam Cole. This mm -hmm. is, hey, mm -hmm. I can do anything that you give me. So they're going to give him Pat McAfee and, hey, make this work. Turn chicken shit into chicken salad. And... I think he's gonna do it, and then hopefully he'll be on to Monday Night Raw. I'm I'm waiting for this. I thought that there was nothing else for Adam to do. I'm like, once he doesn't have the gold anymore, what's he gonna go after? He's had it all, you know. So the introduction of Pat McAfee is very interesting to me. I I like it. I love Adam Cole. So I'm hoping that this match is great. Like I got high st like expectations are through the roof for this match for me. Well, Adam Cole is that guy. He is, Triple H has called him the Iron Man of NXT. Shawn Michaels has gushed over him. And once you have those guys gushing over you, I don't know how Adam Cole, his head isn't just the size of the moon because yeah. at that point, you've got the greatest of all time telling you you're great. So you yeah. must be pretty good at your job. Yeah. And you know what? I watch I watch Adam Cole's um, streams on Twitch and... He's such a sweet guy. He's so nice to everyone. He get he gets so many subscriptions every time I watch him with um, Sergio, and he literally takes time out of his you know time on, on Twitch to thank everyone that's subscribing and saying thank you. And that is he's so just cute. the sweetest man. So I'm like I can't I couldn't stand this man even harder. Like he is absolutely amazing. I watched the one where it's him and Brit and they're playing DK sixty four. And there's so many subs and it's a really interesting time where like wrestlers are just like, I'm on Twitch, come interact with me because there's nothing else going on. Right. But I think Adam Cole is, he's just a world champion waiting to happen. And it might mm -hmm. be a size thing that is stopping him, but I think he's the yeah. guy who's going to work around that. I really hope I, that I, they drop all of the belts on him once he gets to the main roster. He needs to have it all. All belts. Yeah. Give him all the belts. All the belts. Yeah. I, I hope Vince McMahon sees past him not being six foot tall and gives him all the belts. And only like being 5'9", 5'8". Five, five, well, I mean, we, we still love Shawn you, Michaels is like a shoot 5'9", five, 5'8". Five, so yeah. I'm That's sure true. he can look past it. That's true, hopefully.
Some other matches that we have on NXT are going to be um, a ladder match for the North American title, which I think that's also going to be really cool. And I know the NXT women's title is going to be on the line with Io Shirai. I love her. So I know that that, that match is going to be phenomenal too. But um, SummerSlam, guys, there's there's a lot. I was, <laughs> I was hoping we were going to get SummerSlam with like COVID being over. And COVID is still a thing because people don't <sighs> listen. I'm so sad. <laughs> We were supposed to get all out to rest friend and we're not getting that. You know, Teddy and I were from Chicago all out is in Chicago and it's not happening in Chicago anymore because Corona. And at this point, wrestling is going to move to New Zealand because <laughs> they got it right. So like they just passed a hundred days yesterday of no new COVID cases. They're living a normal life because they weren't selfish and they managed to quarantine this whole thing of like, well, I just want to have fun. And if I get to have fun, I don't care what happens to anybody else. It's costing us our lives. Your mm-hmm. determination to act like it's normal is preventing normal from coming back. Yeah, so, our, you know, we got to work on that. Our lives are being wasted away. We're like in, we're at home. People have lost their jobs. Like you can't pay rent. You can't get groceries. Like we've been on like quarantine for like five months. Like literally, yeah. like it's almost Halloween. <laughs> we started like yeah. in March, and it's. Literally October. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things. We got to get this shit under control. I will say, though, they seem determined to not host SummerSlam at the Performance Center. We have, it's about two weeks now, and we have no official word of what's going to happen. And I'm ready to know, where is this thing going to be? Are you going to put it in Atlantic City? I know, listen, GCW is running Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. I know that um, Paula... Has gone to these shows. Yeah. She has a great time. Mm-hmm. Come, mm-hmm. I commend her because to go to a deathmatch show under Man, normal Paul, circumstances. Paul's is another ballsy. level of wrestling fan. There's yeah, <laughs> there's an intensity to deathmatches. There yeah. is, but it's also like there's this weird like cuddly nature to the deathmatch fandom, and it's like everybody's just a happy family. And look, I got like this guy's blood is on me, and it's all good. Yeah, like, it, it's just insane. So I commend anybody doing that but what are we doing with SummerSlam I want SummerSlam in front of people but more importantly I want people safe so if we just need to have another performance center show it's not gonna kill us at this point okay but they really for me did not you know the Wrestlemania they had it at the performance center right and there was no ship there was nothing that was like oh my god it's Wrestlemania um so I'm just like SummerSlam at least take it outside put some Put a pool or something yes. outside. Give yeah. me something else to look right. at. Even if there's no fans, even if there's no like NXT people in the crowd, just like give me a yeah. different setup. Like that's really yeah, because, what I want. Yeah, because otherwise it's going to just look like another episode of Raw or SmackDown. And that's exactly what I was thinking about. <coughs> I'm so sorry. That's exactly what I was thinking about All Loud as well. I'm like, okay, great. They're going to give us All Loud even if it's without a crowd. Cool. But at the same time, what makes All Out All Out is the Chicago crowd. Because since it was born here, even though All In isn't, you know, officially part of AEW, um, All In started here in Chicago. So then when we got All Out, All Out last year, what made the show was how special they tried to make it for the Chicago crowd. So now it's like, there's going to be no Chicago crowd, you know? No, we're, um, we're still going to be so here. We're just going to be at home. What's it? Yeah, how different is it going to be from either an AEW Dynamite show or... Um, what was the last pay-per-view that we watched on TV? Uh, Double or nothing. nothing. So, what you know, how is it going to be different? And that's the same thing that I'm thinking about SummerSlam. But, you, have, you know, your idea is great, restaurant. Make it outside. Put some, I don't know, water balloons and water everywhere. Something. And make it look Make it summery. Because- make me want to feel like I want to be there. You know, right. I don't want to be at the Performance Center right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just one of those things. And I do think they're going to give you something because they seem determined to do so. And when yeah. they're determined, it's just game over. They're going to get whatever they want. But I don't how know. Would you guys, how would you guys feel if they decided to have a little bit of a crowd? Just like... If they did it like I a GCW know. show, like, I think that's fine. I mean, separate the people a little bit more. Um, I don't know what the prereqs would be. Like, do I have to sign paperwork, like a waiver or something? Like, if I get COVID, I can't sue? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they barely gave a shit about their talent, so I don't... They're not going to care. They don't, rest friend, you know they don't care about, about us. I'm sorry. You I was asking that. for too much. I knew this. They were not... They don't care about me. Yeah, you really were, rest friend. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's... 
it's one of those things where if they have a crowd, they're opening themselves up. They tried to do it like back in May and immediately yeah. that the next week we got all the COVID cases. So yeah. you got to just slow down and take it easy. But it's one of those things where, again, if people are going to death match shows and they're comfortable, if WWE ran the exact same way with the exact same precautions, mm-hmm. do you sue WWE just because they're the machine? I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know where that whole morality line falls. Where that line Who is. Who has the balls to sue WWE? I'd a lot be of so people scared right to now. sue it's, WWE. You think so? Because I know they're going to lose. Yeah, that's why I'd be so scared because I'd be like, first of all, they're going to sue me back for like... Right. Slander and defamation or something. And you're going to be broke forever. I know. Right. And I'm already yeah. broke. We're already in a in a pandemic. I don't have money. And I'm still going to get sued. Jesus. Right. Like, we're over here waiting, thirsting for a second stimulus check. And I, I <laughs> cannot afford to sue. No, no, no. Still waiting for my first. Ah, <laughs> uh, same. I still haven't yeah. got I don't think I'm going to get no it. No way. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get it. I think they were just like, no, nope. Edie, we don't need one. You're fine. Exactly. Oh, like, oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, oh, oh, you're still working? The, sorry, you're a wrestling journalist, pal. You're, you're still working. <laughs> sorry, Robert Tefilis. You, you're oh. at Fightful and WrestleZone. You don't get a stimulus yeah, check. Yeah, you, you don't qualify for a stimulus check. <laughs> oh, I hope you guys get your money. <laughs> I hope so. You know what? They were like, oh, maybe you'll get it in August. It is August 10th. Um, I don't know whenever you guys are going to listen to this, but that's the day we're recording this. I still haven't got my check. And if the government is listening to our Best Friends podcast, please send me the check. I mean, our FBI agents are definitely listening, Rich Friend, and let me tell you, they don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, also, they don't care about you. McMahon don't care about you. Go, go and help the country, please. Go. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're listening, I thank you. I'm always a fan. But, you know, go help yeah, the country. <laughs> Thanks for watching me, but what you should be watching is these people. With, it's my with, stimulus without the. <laughs> I was going to say the people were, that don't have the remember, masks on, uh, but also, yeah. President oh. Hall of Famer did call the... Uh, President Hall of Famer, I hate you. To, to ask if Vince was okay after that limo. Oh, so, my God. They, they might be listening. And listen, if you are, I appreciate it. Please help the country. Look, if you're listening, tell our president that he's a fucking moron. You can tweet him at... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing is Donnie lives on Twitter Donnie build the wall he and does he, live on Twitter he lives on Twitter so be careful I, I don't know let's talk about Seth Rollins and my favorite person in WWE right now future Hall of Famer Dominic Mysterio I'm so excited to finally see Dominic in like his debut official match against Seth Rollins because we got a little taste of it when uh, Teddy we went to like what was it it was like a Monday Night Raw or was it Survivor Series it was the Monday, Monday Night, Night Raw after Survivor Series. Um, and we mm-hmm. sat next to Kevin. It was so great. We saw Dominic do a frog splash. Rey Mysterio almost won the belt. Um, what was it? The Intercontinental belt, I think. Um, it was the Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Was the yeah. And um, I don't know. Oh, my God. It was just so good. And anytime that Dominic has been with Rey, it has just been so great. So I really hope that he's been training and that <laughs> we haven't been like, hyping him too much because I think Dominic can really put on a good show. We've seen it on Monday Night Raw so far. I feel like Dominic's been training for like the last five years. The last five I, years. It feels Jesus. that way, but you know, 2020 has <laughs> been five He's years. He's been training so since he was seven in the ring. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> we, we've seen this kid grow up. We got to watch the beautiful moment where they actually became a family because Ray won the custody. Yes. Like, we've grown up with Dominic. You know, we did. CM Punk sang happy birthday to his sister. It was nice and creepy. It was, it it was just, nice and creepy. You know, like, Dominic <laughs> has been a WWE superstar forever. And what better person to work than Seth Rollins? Now, I think the eye for an eye stuff is a little hokey. That was weird. Listen, I think Dominic is going to do great. I do wish he had his own name, though. Like, that Prince Mysterio stuff. I thought that would have been nice. Oh, that's fancy. I feel like that's too fancy for Dominic. I feel like Dominic is just like, yeah, Rey Mysterio's my dad, and I'll fuck you up. Like, that's, <laughs> that, that's going to be his WWE shirt, okay? <laughs> he, he's so low-key to me. He looks so like, um, I'm just here. He looks like he would, like, do he would be at one of our family it. parties. Like, as soon he's the son of like right. one of our tias or something. And he'd be like, right. oh, yeah, that's Dominic. All right, cool. Yeah, whatever. And like, 
Hola, I don't know. Yeah. Hola, primo. You know? Yeah. yeah, but like, that's it. You don't like conversate anything. He's like real low key. But like, yeah. he's over here with Kendo sticks on Monday Night Raw. So <laughs> it's, I it's hope, one oh, of those I hope there's Kendo sticks in this match. The quiet <laughs> kid in the room, he's probably got the most fight in him. His dad has had to overcome a lot. And I think this is just the beginning, but I, I think WWE might be rushing this and dropping the ball because they just want to get him in the ring. Oh. And we, we still don't even know how to spell his name. Every time they put his name on I'm a so name confused. plate, it's different. Is it with a K? Is it with a is C? With is, it with a, is it with both? Are we adding Mysterio to the end? I don't know. I, I just, do we think that Ray, Ray is going to come out and like be ringside at one point with both eyes? Could you imagine? I'm sure. We're not even going to acknowledge gonna the fact that he lost an eye in quotes um, for that <laughs> eye for an eye match with that Pokemon eye that they had on him. They did him dirty. I cannot believe. <laughs> the budget that for that so show bad. went to a swamp fight. Why did, we didn't even need to see it. He could have just covered his eye and that could have been the end of the story. Yeah, that whole situation was so freaking weird. I think, look, wrestling in 2020, it's been pretty good. It, we're seeing Indies return. Warrior Wrestling in Chicago just did a big show on a football field. It's been fun. I want life to go back to normal. Yeah. Social distance. For the love yeah. of God, wear a mask. Like, let's just get this shit back to normal so we can have fun yeah. again. Remember fun? Do you remember fun? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm with Robert. As funny as that sounds, I'm with Robert. I don't remember what it's like to have fun anymore. No. Yeah. No, Rest Friend came over one time and we recorded one video and we were like, you know what? We don't know if that was a great idea. So then we stopped. So yeah. I haven't seen her in like weeks. And yeah, we decided to just do our own thing at our own home again. And it's weird. It is weird because I, I laugh at everything and now I just have to laugh at myself. I can't laugh with my rest friend. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But you know what? I know. I, I'm glad that we at least got to laugh with Robert today. I think that, that was a great Yes. Choice. That was great. Remember, okay. You're always there in spirit. So, like, you're never alone. It's just, you're there in, in spirit. spirit. The rest friend spirit is in us. So. My my question with um, having Robert, you were great. You are so funny. But what is Kevin going to think that Robert <gasps> was on here first? God. I, well, I just he, you know Robert's going to mention it and when he's on later at the post show. I know he's going to be like, like, well, first of all, I'm not even going to say anything about Fightful because I was on Rest Friends. <laughs> I did mention that I'd be doing this show. I think it was last week. And, you know, it's funny. Kevin, he, he's a very jealous guy. I love Kevin. Kevin is great. <laughs> and he, he's a very jealous guy. And I tell him it's nothing personal like i do spark out moments for the love of the game i did this podcast for love of the game but when it comes to wrestling and fightful he's always like oh you got a polygamous relationship with wrestling journalism i said no i have a monogamous relationship with the money kevin it's okay i just i just care about talking wrestling and getting money but now i i love this i want to do this again this is fantastic and yeah if you guys want to follow me you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Felice. That'll be in the description somewhere, I'm sure. Yep. And yeah, just keep enjoying wrestling and just have a good time. Oh and wear a God. fucking mask. How about that? Yes. Oh, and then with yes, that. Robert, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being on, Robert. You were you were so great. We would definitely love to have you on thank you. in the future after we have Kevin because he will. After we have Kevin, because otherwise. <laughs> But you gotta wait till like the social distancing guidelines are done so you can just have Kevin in the room with you guys. Oh my God. <laughs> That's gross. I have to tell you a story. So really quick. One time we were at Survivor Series and we saw Kevin in the parking lot, me and Teddy. And yeah. we got out of the car, out of our car, and we ran to go say hi to Kevin. Mm. And Kevin was like, oh my God, rest friends. And it was like incredible. It was like out of a movie that you would have thought that like, yeah. he was like our older brother or something. We're like, oh yeah, my God. Yeah, we just ran to him. That was it was cute. so crazy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, Kevin my brother. Kevin is like genuinely the the most fun-loving, wrestling-loving, I want to be positive about pro wrestling person I have ever met. I thought I was like, hey, let's not be negative until I met Kevin. And then somehow <laughs> I became the negative one. Like, I think Kevin is fantastic. Yes, and people oh, need yeah. to watch WrestleZone. And that's on Facebook and that's on YouTube. You have WrestleZone Daily. You guys have that yeah, right. um, everywhere. Where, where Robert? WrestleZone.com, uh, Facebook.com slash WrestleZone.com. YouTube, same thing, WrestleZone.com. The Daily is every day. Sometimes it's after the show. Sometimes it's in the middle of the day. 
Go to Fightful.com. Go to Fightful Select. Sean works hard. You got interviews coming to Fightful on YouTube. Great stuff happening there. Like I said, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Felice. And just keep supporting these guys. Because, like, uh, I've been watching these Wednesday night shows. The video quality on this stuff is going off. So keep an eye on Rest Friends because they're going to blow up. Get on the hype train before it leaves. And enjoy it. Oh, that was so sweet. I need to. That's going to be my ringtone. <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening to this week's episode, guys. I will put all of Robert's information in the description box, and we will see you next time. And we'll talk about wrestling more later. <laughs> yeah. Bye, rest friends. Bye.